Listen, those are the drums of liberty. In our constitutional republic, our elections are the bedrock foundation of that republic. Let's talk about election integrity on today's Liberty Minute. Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to this Liberty Minute. And to kick off our episode, we are going to start first with our first pull quote. It's a long passage, but stay with me. It's going to set the stage for the rest of our program today. Quote, when the definitive account of Donald Trump's historic four years in office is finally written, the story might very well begin on January 6th. On that day, I walked onto the floor of the United States House of Representatives and found the chamber as tense as I ever seen it. Republicans sat on one side of the room, Democrats on the other. There was no cross-party mingling, no jovial handshakes or small talk among colleagues. Several people in attendance seemed ready to begin openly weeping. Shortly after one o'clock, a line of clerks entered the chamber, carrying the results of the Electoral College in a battered leather briefcase. The vice president stepped up to the dais and gave our mission for the day. Quote, pursuant to the constitutional law of the United States, he said, the Senate and the House of Representatives are meeting in a joint session to verify the certificates and count the votes of the electors of the several states for president and vice president of the United States. I sat back in my chair and braced for what we all knew was coming. This had been the most bitter partisan election of my lifetime, and it was not going to be certified without a fight. According to the rules that govern our elections, members of Congress may submit objections to a state's election results in writing. Debate on those objections begins if and only if a United States senator and a representative have both signed the objection. To my knowledge, in this election cycle, that hadn't happened yet. But that wasn't going to stop the objections. One by one, members of Congress lined up at the microphone in the center aisle of the House chamber. Clearly, it was going to be a long afternoon. The first objection came from representative from Alabama. And as the vote totals from that state were being read aloud, as was customary during the certification proceedings, he began talking about illegal tampering of our elections by a foreign power. The vice president, cutting him off, asked if a senator had joined his objection. The congressman replied that no, no one had yet signed the objection. But if he could just, the vice president banged the gavel and the congressman from Alabama sat down. Five minutes later, a representative from Maryland raised similar objections, citing an arcane law from the state of Florida. He, too, was cut off and asked to sit down. As the vice president read the vote totals, moving in alphabetic order from state to state, six more representatives stepped to the microphone to voice their objections. Not one of them was joined by a senator. 
These representatives, many of whom shook with emotion as they spoke, were grasping at straws. They told wild stories. Sorry, they told wild tales of election meddling, voter suppression, and even a strange conspiracy theory involving the possible corruption of our voting machines by a foreign power. One of them objected simply because, in her words, quote, people were horrified. The day was January 6th. The year, 2017. The objectors were Democrats. And Donald J. Trump, the brash billionaire from Manhattan, who had been given 2% chance of victory, on the morning of the election was just now a few minutes away from officially being named president-elect of the United States. In the week since his election, Democrats and the corporate media had used every weapon in their arsenal to try and stop this from happening. Members of the Electoral College had seriously considered breaking their oaths and the law to ignore the election results in their respective states and vote for Hillary Clinton instead. The media have begun pushing a strange narrative about Russian meddling in our elections, suggesting without evidence that the Trump campaign had somehow, quote, colluded with Russia to win the presidency. This theory had been in the air for a few months now, though no one was quite certain of the details. In October, Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid, who was, shall we say, a real piece of work, had sent a letter to James Comey that tall sanctimonious, incandescently ambitious director of the FBI claiming that the Bureau possessed, quote, explosive information about close ties and coordination between Donald Trump, his top advisors in the Russian government, adding that he believed the public, quote, had a right to know the information. Again, Senator Reid had no evidence that his claims were true, he had been briefed about an open FBI investigation, and he was shamelessly using that classified information to wage a political vendetta. End of quote. And folks, that long quote comes to us from a very new book from the great senator from Texas, Senator Ted Cruz. His book is Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized our legal system. And I just read that passage to all of you because for the last two years, we have heard time and time again, how anyone who objects to the election results are election deniers. They are threats to our democracy. What rubbish all that is. Radical Democrats tried for four years to cancel the presidency of Donald J. Trump and they failed. They used Operation Crossfire Hurricane and tried to create some link between Russia and Trump and his advisors. And after four long years, we now know that that was all bunk. Nothing, I repeat, nothing was there. How disgraceful all these people are that are pushing lies and keep pushing them when they knew that there was nothing there. So how did all this end up? Well, let's go back to the book. Quote, for the remainder of President Trump's time in office, numerous lawmakers did their best to bring the corruption of the Obama administration to light. These included my good friends Jim Jordan, 
who yaw, love the congressman from the great state of Ohio, and Mark Meadows, then congressman, who stayed on the Russia beat almost full time. And then here is the real superhero of the whole thing. Congressman Devin Nunes, whose staff worked tirelessly to expose the various lies surrounding the fake collusion narrative. End of quote. So will we ever get to the bottom of all these lies? Will justice ever be rendered to the people who should be held accountable for these lies? Well, the John Durham investigation, who had a mandate to get to the bottom of all this lying and render to the American people the facts, has just started to prosecute these liars, starting with Michael Sussman. But he had to file his case in a pool, jury pool of D.C. voters, voters who had just in 2016 voted 91 percent for Clinton over Trump. That D.C. jury voted to acquit Michael Sussman. So the fraud goes on which renders another brick in the whole sordid affair as justice corrupted. So that is how the left has tried to corrupt the election of 2016. And we will talk more about the election of 2020. But we will do that pending, pending, I repeat, if we have a free and fair and safe election in 2020. So in today's short Liberty Minute, when the left accuses others of meddling in elections, when they call people election deniers, and when they throw wild accusations at those who want to get to the bottom of it all, who want to know the truth, then you know that they're doing the very things of the people they are accusing of. It's a psychological term called projection, and the left does it all the time. The left is a radical bunch these days. They are on a drunken binge of of trying to acquire all power that they can absolutely get their hands on, and now they're grasping at straws. Let's pray for the sake of our republic that we will indeed have a free and fair and safe election in 10 days. And if there is any election shenanigans, which we have just been tipped off on the state of Pennsylvania, where they have sent out 250,000 ballots to unverified folks throughout the whole state, mail-in ballots, unverified, 250,000, Sounds like election shenanigans are already starting. So we will see if the responsible parties will do their job to see that justice isn't corrupted, but actually that justice is served. Keep fighting the good fight. We have 10 days to go. Run through the tape. The cavalry is coming. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. 
Be sure to check out our show page at TeamMojoAcademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.